Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. All right. Thank you, guys. You can go ahead and sit down. I feel like I'm here like every other month now, so it's really cool. I love coming to Paramount Church. I love coming to Reach Paramount. Um, and anytime I'm in town, I will text Pastor Omar and I'll say, no pressure. You don't have to. If you say no, I'm not going to be hurt, even though I'll go cry in my room. If I'm available if you want me to preach. And could, I just love being here. I just love being with you guys. And, and I love seeing a bunch of new faces. Man, it's so cool. Like every time we come, there's new faces, there's new people. And, and it's, just, it's just incredible to see. And then, man, isn't that amazing? Pastor Peter now getting, getting launched out, man. I, I feel like I come enough to where we're all family now. So I'm, I'm like sad with you guys, you know, like, oh, he's leaving our church. <laughs> Um, I, of course, want to honor all the pastoral staff here, Pastor Isaac and Liz, Pastor Rob and Carly, Pastor Jacob and Linda, uh, Pastor John and Christina, Evangelist John and Christina, and I, I'm, I, of course, Pastor Omar Suleti. How many love your pastors? <laughs> I, love, I love Pastor Omar. He's always talking me off the ledge whenever I'm going crazy. And so if you wonder why your pastor is so busy, right here, this is it, right? Um, and of course, Pastor Omar isn't he an amazing worship leader? I'm, I'm telling you guys, every time, I always tell my wife, whenever I watch you guys uh, streaming or if, I, if I'm hearing him lead, I'm like, he's just so good. He's just such a good, I just love Omar. I love Pastor Omar so much. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. And so um, I do want to get into the word. I, from what I understand, I don't know if this has been announced yet, but you guys are, are continuing the series of Finished Fight. And um, so I'm going to re-preach my Tuesday night message. Um, but actually, I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Um, but I, I want to talk to you about somebody that if you don't get to know him, you won't finish the fight. That if you don't stick close to him, you're going to you're going you're gonna to waver. You're going to you're going to quit. You're going to you're going to get real tired. And today, I want to highlight and talk to you about the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to I want to answer the question. You know, we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, and and how many know that you have the fullness of God dwelling inside of you? Amen. I mean, I thought you'd be more excited about that fact, but I guess it's nine o'clock. It's the first service. That's all right. Um, and and I, I want to talk to you about this, this idea of, okay, now I have the Holy Spirit, but what exactly does he do? Right? Like, what, what does that mean? I'm, I'm filled. Now what? Right? What, what, where do I go from here? In John chapter 14, verse 12 through 18, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. We have the Holy Spirit within us. It's God's desire that every one of us is filled with his Holy Spirit. He doesn't want to leave us in our bondage. He doesn't want to leave us in our sin. He doesn't want to leave us the way that we used to be. And how many are thankful for that? He wants to fill, he wants to fill us, set us free, and make us brand new. 
I'll go ahead and pray so, so we can give Daisy a break. So, Father, I pray that you speak to us today. Lord, minister through your word, God. I pray that everything I say would be led by your spirit and, and let the foundation be your word, your truth. I thank you, Jesus. Open our, open our eyes and our ears to hear what you have to say today. In Jesus' name, everybody who agreed said, well, that was abrupt. Revelation 3.20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. God has made himself available. The question is, have you allowed him to fill you? Because the Holy Spirit does not force himself on people. He, I said it like this before. He's not like the Kool-Aid man. You guys remember the Kool-Aid man? Just, you know, knock down the, the, the wall and just, like, come into the room? That's not how the Holy Spirit is. He's not going to kick the walls down and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm here. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, he's going to knock on the door. He's going to knock on the door of our hearts. He's going to knock on the door of our lives. And, and the question is not, is he willing? The question is, are you? Because he's offering the greatest gift that, that we can ever attain, which is the fullness of himself. And in, there's so much value in the gift of the Holy Spirit. In fact, Matthew 13, 44 through 46 says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and covered up. Then it's in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. We've been given this great treasure, the Spirit of God Himself within us. First John 4.13, by this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit. Luke 11.13, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? There's, there's, a, there's a quote that says, God has given us trillions, but we still, off, we still live off of 20 cents a day. We have the treasures and the riches of heaven, yet we live in spiritual poverty. We have the fullness of the Holy Spirit, yet we live as weak, timid Christians because we, are, we, we, we do not understand the treasure that we have attained, the, the gift that God has given us. So we live in, this, in, in, a, very, in a very cowardly Christianity in, in, in a sense of forgetting that we have riches of heaven and we live in spiritual poverty. It's like having millions in your bank account and eating out of the trash when you don't live in the fullness of the Spirit of God. And we have been given this. It's nothing you've earned. It's nothing that you have to figure out how to get. We have been given the gift of the fullness of God. And the beauty of this gift is that when you begin to yield to the Holy Spirit, when you begin to submit and surrender to His ways, it begins to lead us into walking in the fullness of and the truth of God. The Holy Spirit teaches us the fullness of God and teaches how to walk in that truth. 1 Corinthians 2.12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. My beautiful wife just walked in. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> Can we give her a hand? Isn't she amazing? She has very good reason to be late, guys, by the way. I'm not trying to put her on blast or anything. I just got really happy when she came here. Now I'm going to really preach really good. Here we go. <laughs> the Holy Spirit helps us walk in our new nature. Amen? <laughs> 
We can't do it without him. He reveals to us the new life that God has given. So he shows us that you're no longer who you used to be. This is the, the wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But as we yield to him, he doesn't just reveal to us a new identity. He then walks with us and teaches us how to live it out. Are you following me? Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. John 15.4, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the, in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Every day, if we listen, his voice is trying to guide you. Every single day. Because again, how many of you are saved in this place? Come on, don't be ashamed. You're in church. How many are saved? How many are filled with the Holy Spirit? Come on, lift your hands up. Come on. How many are excited about that? Amen. Amen. So that means you have, you, have a direct, you have a direct access to the voice of God. And every single day, I would, I would even suggest that every moment of your life, the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you on how to live. Right? Have you ever been in an argument with your spouse? Raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. All right? We all know it's already happened. Okay? You're like, yes, this morning. She, was, she made me late. What am I talking about? Have we ever been in a fight, right? Been in an argument with your spouse, and, 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 you, and, you, and you're about to say the one thing that you know if you say it, you could win the argument. You know what I'm talking about? And when I say win the argument, I really just mean make it worse. You know what I'm talking about? You're about to say it, and then there's something in you that's like, don't say that. Anybody? Some of you guys are like, yeah, I, I ignore that one. Right? You know what that is? It's the Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Every single day he's doing this. Or, you know, you're at work and you're like, man, I could really cheat this job right now and like get it done early and quick and, and, or, or I could work really hard and you get the voice that's saying, do your best. Right? It's the Holy Spirit. He, he is, every, and, and, I, and I think sometimes we, we, I don't want to say over-spiritualize, but we, we make the Holy Spirit about the larger things within the Christian society of like, oh, the Holy Spirit's going to help me cast out demons. The Holy Spirit's going to help me prophesy. The Holy Spirit's going to help me do all these wonderful things. And, and yes, He wants to help you do that. But the, the truth about those things is even if you do those things, they're not a true sign of knowing Jesus. Right? We read that in scripture. Did we not cast out demons? Did we not heal the sick? Right? Did we not prophesy in your name? And he says, I depart from me. I never knew you. Right? So, so we cannot equate the gifts. For, we cannot equate the gifts of the spirit for relationship with Jesus. Do you know what you equate relationship with Jesus with the fruit of the spirit? And it's the fruit of the spirit that's developed in your life every single day as the Holy Spirit is speaking into the very basic things of life. We overcomplicate all this. We, 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 we think that God is not speaking to us when every single day he's guiding you. The question is, are you listening? This is the truth. Is, 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 we're all free. Again, how many are saved? Come on, raise your hand again. Come on. I know it's early. Come on, raise your hand. How many filled with the Holy Spirit? So this means who the Son sets free is truly Right? So we're no longer bound to sin. We're no longer slaves to sin. But why is it so hard to walk in the new nature? 
Because walking in the new nature, walking in your freedom takes practice. And the Holy Spirit is your coach. He's teaching you every day how to walk in the new nature that God has already given you. That's why you men that are in here that are struggling with pornography, that you say, man, I thought I'd been set free from this. Yes, you've been set free from it, but now you've got to learn to listen to the still small voice that says, close that tab. Don't go to that page. Don't do those things, right? That's him speaking to you. And we feel like, oh, because I'm being tempted, I'm still bound. That's not true. We're always going to be tempted. Doesn't, doesn't the scriptures teach us that Jesus himself was tempted? Temptation is not, is not correlation with, with bondage. It just means you're a human being. The Spirit is teaching us that even when you're tempted, you have a great high priest who's already gone through the temptation that you're going through, yet did not sin so that he can make a way out for you. And the Spirit is trying to teach us it takes practice to walk in your freedom. I, I, as you guys know from my testimony at, uh, at the conference, um, maybe I was too vulnerable. I mean, I don't know. I, had, I, I, I dealt with anxiety, and I, the Lord set me free from it. But I still had to learn how to overcome the mind battles. And I remember I, I did text Vanessa, right? Mindfulness. If you don't follow her, you should follow her. Um, she's my... Um, therapist she just doesn't know it and um <laughs> i text her i was like hey do you think anxiety is kind of like sin where like you know you know when you get set free from sin you're free but then you're tempted and you've got to learn how to overcome the temptation whereas anxiety like you're set free from anxiety but you still like feel the sense of being anxious and you have to learn how to overcome that would you kind of feel like that's the same she's like yeah it's the same thing right and i think that that's such a such a great truth because we can be afraid that when we deal with what we thought we were free from we feel like we're still not free but the Holy Spirit is teaching us how to walk in that freedom every single day. By, by, by when, you, when you start to go into those old thoughts that led you to anxiety, when you start to go into those old thoughts that led you to suicidal thinking, when you go into those old thing, old, that old way of thinking that led you to depression, it's the Holy Spirit that, that still small voices. says, no son, no daughter, I don't want you thinking about that. I want you to think about things that are good, things that are righteous, things that are holy, things that are noble, things are, things are of a good report, right? And so he begins to slowly guide us. Is making sense? All right, that's the intro. Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It does not say, walk in the Spirit, and you will have no desires of the flesh. It says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires that are going to be there. Following me. So he helps us live this new life. He teaches us. He coaches us. Another thing he does is he helps us look to Jesus. Guys, at the end of the day, it's all about him. It's all about, him. it's all about Jesus. The Holy Spirit helps us keep our eyes on him. He reveals Jesus to us. First, so that we can be saved. John, John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. We would not be here. We would not be saved. We would not be sitting in this church without the leading and the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. 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 How many of you are thankful for that? Amen. How many are thankful for the moment you were sitting in church and the Holy Spirit said, raise your hand? Yes. And everything changed, right? 
We didn't, we didn't know what was coming. We didn't know what was going to happen. All we knew was there was something in us that was saying, you need to respond to the gospel. Do you think it was you convincing yourself? No. Right? Not, who, who, in their, who in their flesh would ever want to do this? Right? Who in their flesh would ever want to die to themselves? Nobody. It's the Holy Spirit who allowed us, opened our eyes to see the reality of Christ and taught us how to respond to him. John, 4, John 16, 7 through 8, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to see how badly we need Jesus. And if you've not received him, I pray that he begins to speak to you now because you need him. You need Jesus. You don't need religion. You don't need another church. You don't need another, another community group. What you need is Jesus, the real living God, the one who died for your sins, who came to set you free, who took on your punishment. That's who we need. We need Jesus. Amen? And after we've been saved, the Holy Spirit then teaches us to have confidence in the relationship that he has brought us into. How many has ever felt insecure about their relationship with Jesus? Right? The Holy Spirit, part of his job is to give us confidence in Jesus. Hebrews 4, verse 14 through 16. Since then we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's, it's the Holy Spirit who within us cries out, Abba, Father. When you feel like you're not good enough to be a child of God, when you feel like you've messed up too much that God doesn't love you anymore, when you feel like you, you can't really worship, you can't really pray, you can't really sing to the Lord because you feel really bad about some things you've done. Is that anybody in the room today, right? Do you ever, do you ever find it strange that even though you feel that way, yet there's still something in you that says, I need to get to Jesus. I need to worship. I need to pray. Does that ever happen to you? Do you know why that's happening? That's happening because the Holy Spirit with inside of you is crying out, Abba, Father, confirming your relationship, you confirming your position in Christ, saying even though you feel like that externally, on the inner depths of your spirit, there is one who cries out who you really are. And it's the Holy Spirit. He gives us confidence that we can approach the throne of God because we're not slaves but we're sons and daughters of God. This is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit teaches us that when we fail, He reminds us to go to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. But also the Holy Spirit teaches, teaches us that when we succeed, it's all glory unto Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. I need you guys to give me more amens, okay? I need you to help my confidence, please. <laughs> that's a joke okay therapists they're like well you know 80% of jokes are actually the truth or something like that I don't even know how you know that but okay 
The Holy Spirit helps us see Jesus in times of trials. In the storms of life, when the attack of the enemy is against you, he points you to Jesus. Right? Have you ever been in those moments where it just seems like everything's falling apart? It's all just like, man, what's going on? Like the enemy is just attacking you, attacking you. We were just having a conversation about this the other day, or actually last night. And, and I just want to say this, that not every bad thing that happens to you is the devil. I'm just going to... I'm just going to say that, okay? Sometimes it's our own stupidity. And sometimes, here's the, th- here's the thing, guys. Sometimes it's just life, right? Right? Everybody's like, well, the devil's attacking me. I'm like, the devil's not leaving his kingdom to go attack you. I'm just, you're not that important. I'm just sorry, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> now, there's, there's these, there, are, there are times when the enemy does attack us, but, but the, the attack of the enemy, the attack of life, the troubles of life, the struggles, our own stupidity, our own mistakes, all these things, when we're putting ourselves through trials, when we're going through trials, it's the Holy Spirit who reminds us to look for Jesus in them. Because no matter the reason for your trial, whether it's the devil, the world, the life, or yourself, no matter the reason, Jesus is still the answer. He's still the solution. Sometimes the best thing to do, guys, is to stop trying to figure it out and just go pray. Stop trying to put, it all, put all the pieces together and just get into the presence of God. There's been moments in my life where I'm stressed, I'm bothered, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, and I'm, I'll tell my wife, say, babe, I gotta go pray. If I don't go pray, then we're gonna get into a big argument right now. I need to leave. Right? Is that too real for you guys? I was just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. I never have done that ever. But some, some, I would say, not even sometimes, I say most times, the best thing to do in trials is to go get into the presence of God. Because the Holy Spirit reminds us that Jesus is with us in all of it. That we are not alone. In Philippians 4, 11 through 13, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The Holy Spirit teaches us that Jesus is all that we need. I'll let you get it real quick. Matthew 10, 39, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. See, see the, 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 the request and the, 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 the calling of Jesus can be very offensive, right? He's like, leave everything, everything you've ever wanted, everything you have now, everything you've ever dreamed of, all your hopes, all your plans, your careers, everything. What I want you to do is I want you to drop it all and follow me. Most of us, would be, and if not would be, are offended by that. How can Jesus ask me for what I've worked so hard to build? How can Jesus ask me to give up the dreams that I've had for almost all my life? How can Jesus ask me to do these things? How could he ask for my life? But what the Holy Spirit does is as he reveals Jesus to us, he also at the same time reveals the value of Christ. And as he reveals the value of Christ, we begin to see, oh, Jesus is better than all this stuff. He's greater than my careers. He's greater than my dreams. He's greater than my plans. He's greater than my money. He's greater than my money, right? He's he's better than all those things. And what it is, is the Holy Spirit is revealing that to you. He's leading us to have faith 
to see, Jesus, to see that Jesus is worth it all, we would never come to this conclusion on our own. It is, it, is, it is the Holy Spirit himself speaking to you, showing you, sharing with you the things of Jesus because he reveals the greatness of him. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus is revealed to us, we realize there is nothing better for us. And that's because of the Holy Spirit. So you talk about serving the Lord. You talk about finishing the fight. You talk about getting through all the struggles. And, 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 and man, if you didn't hear Pastor Omar's message on Friday night, I encourage you to go listen to it on, online. And if you, if you listen to it already, listen to it again. Because speaking of the persistence of the reason to keep going and fighting, you know what? You, you cannot do that without the Holy Spirit. You'll never see the value of this without the Holy Spirit. That's why dead Christians are bitter. That's why dry Christians are so easily offended in the church. Because they don't see the value of community. That's why it's the, it's the Christians who are not spending time with the Holy Spirit that can hold grudges easily. Because they don't see the value of the, of the community that God, is, that God has built. That it's, it's those Christians. That, that's why religion is so dangerous. Because it tricks you to believe that you're close to Jesus. But, still, but you're still living in what you used to be. The Holy Spirit reveals to us that, man, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize my relationship with Jesus because he's everything to me. And so he'll, we'll learn to forgive. We'll learn to let things go. We'll learn to apologize. Even in, Listen, guys, even in the church, even in the church, some of you need to just apologize to each other. And I, 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 you know, we're going to get the piano. Can, can I get the piano up here so we can get this really emotional here? I'm going to be honest with you. I've had issues with pastors. You're like, who? <laughs> None of your business. How about that? I've had issues with them. And you know what I do? I apologize. I could easily say, no, well, I'm a pastor. Oh, can, I, can I get the piano? Really, though? Please? <laughs> um... I could easily say like, oh, I'm a pastor now and, and I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to let it go. I don't even see the guys all the time. I could easily make all the excuses in the, in the world to not apologize. But, but the Holy Spirit, because I value Jesus, you, are you following me? Because I value Jesus, I say, Jesus, is there anything in me that offends you? Is there anything in my life that bothers you? And then he says, yeah, yeah, you know what really bugs me is the grudge you're holding against your brother. And then I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't even think about it that much, right? I don't even, I don't even think about it. I don't even care about that. No, I'm over it. No, son, it bothers me. It bothers me. And so he teaches me to go and apologize. And some of you guys need to do that here. There are people that you're, you're bothered with, you're frustrated with. You got to get over those things, man. You got to get over those things. You have to just get over it. And some of you men have to man up and stop acting like high school children and go apologize to your brother and get things right. Some of you women, same thing. Stop. You, listen, this is not, you know, the real housewives of Reach Paramount. Like, the, the, we, we don't need the drama. We don't need that. The world doesn't need to see drama in the church. 
The, what, is, what does Jesus say? He says, that he, they'll know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. The way you love one another is you humble yourself and apologize. You humble yourself and you get over it. You've got, I love, I think Pastor Omar, you said this on Friday, we've got to stop fighting for our rights. I have a right to be angry. You don't know what they do. You have no rights. You're a slave to Christ. You're a slave to righteousness. You've given up your rights to hold grudges. That's not in my notes. I don't know if second service will get that one. They're all friends. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm, I'm, yeah, let's go. Let's keep going. Is this is blessing you? <clears throat> the Holy Spirit leads us into intimacy with God. First Corinthians two six to twelve. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Now stop right there. Don't go to the next verse. How many have read that and thought, man, that's future. I can't wait to see what God reveals to us. I need to grab a tissue. I'm going to start crying right now. How many have read it that way? Anybody? I know growing up in the church, I've heard it like that's kind of a prophetic thing that no eyes see, no ears hear what God has prepared. But, but, but listen to the next verse. I love it. Verse 10. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. So what we look at as this mysterious things of God the no eye has seen, no ears here, all these different things, he's telling us, no, all these mysteries God has already revealed to you through his spirit. For the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. He reveals the depths of God. Holy Spirit, as we yield to Him, puts us in position to hear God's plans, His voice, His wisdom, His strategies. He literally allows us in to hear the words of God. Are you following me? John 16, 12 through 13. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. I heard it like this, like the Holy Spirit is allowing us to listen, on, listen into the greatest green room of all time. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all in heaven. They're all talking amongst each other. And the Holy Spirit is listening to what they're saying, and then He's telling you. Isn't that incredible? He reveals to us, as he's listening to heaven, he begins to speak the things of heaven to us. But he speaks to those who are listening. Matthew eleven fifteen. He who has an ear, let him hear. Mark 8, 18. Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear, and do you not remember? God's desire is to fill us up, to bring us into understanding of himself. But the truth is that our flesh is in the way. 
that we cannot hear the, the voice of God because we, we are so distracted by the things of the world. Let me, let me tell you how you know this. Just go to the screen time on your phone. That's how you know whose voice is loudest in your life. The Holy Spirit is trying to reveal the depths of God to us. Now listen, guys, I don't have it all together. I can pray way more than I do. I can read the Bible way more than I do. I can be much closer to God than I am. But this is the truth of the Scripture, that, that the, the fullness of God, the revelation of God, is available to everybody, everybody who's willing to listen who's willing to put down the noise of life, who's willing to put, put down the distractions, who's willing to wake up early so nobody bothers you when you go pray, who's willing to stay up late when you spend time with the Lord. Revelation is not, is not microwaved. Are you listening? Revelation is not something, okay, God, I got 15 minutes. Give me something real deep. Revelation takes time and consecration. Revelation takes trust from, from God. He doesn't, he doesn't reveal everything to everybody. He doesn't trust everybody with deep revelation, but he's willing to. He wants to. And this revelation that we receive is for intimacy with God, not for your ego. Philippians 3, 1 through 11. And I'm going to try to close it here. I'm going to try to close it here. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble for me, to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his, rec of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. See, too many desire to be with God just to be used by God for personal glory. Too many desire revelation from God. Say, God, use me so they'll know my name. But as we spend time with Him, we learn that it's not about the revelation that He gives. It's about just being with Him. As we spend time with Him, we learn that He is the treasure and it becomes about Him. Think about the writing of Scripture. He learned something that we've not yet to learn. He learned that God is so good, that Jesus is so good that I want to suffer with Him. He's so great that everything I counted once as greatness, it means nothing to me. See, ego wants to be seen because of God. But intimacy is to love just being with God. Did you hear that? Ego and pride want to be used by God to be seen. But intimacy and people that truly love Him just want to be with Him. And it's not about what anybody else sees. This is the heart that can be led into His presence, trusted with His revelation,
and molded into his likeness. A heart that says, I just want you. I love your revelation, Jesus. I love your gifts. I love moving in the gifts. And I'll, I'll be a servant for the rest of my life. But at the end of the day, I just want you. And all these things are great. All these things are wonderful. But I just want to be with Jesus. And here's the beautiful thing. is Intimacy is where the heart of the Father is revealed. Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of, and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. He shows us His heart and teaches us to live in ways that please Him. Pleasing God is the priority, not pleasing everybody else. Galatians 1.10, for, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am, I, or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. This is true sonship. This is what it looks like to be a daughter of God when the priority is to please the Father. When your life is direct, and it's the Holy Spirit that generates this within us, that leads us to the place that says, I just want to please God. The helper, the Holy Spirit, I'm, I am closing here, is is he transforms us. Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus to become like Jesus. How many would say, I need to look more like Jesus? Come on, we all should put our hands up. I need to look more like Jesus. I, I fall short. Now listen to this. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is Spirit. In this, in this scripture, I'm, I want to... Unveiled face means sight. That we are now seeing Jesus, right? So what does the Holy Spirit do? He reveals Jesus to us. Right? And so now the scripture is teaching us now that as we're looking unto Jesus, as we are seeing him, when we see him, when we behold him, when we know him, the Holy Spirit does a work of transformation for us to become like him. Did that make sense? This is the transforming power of God. That as I behold Jesus because of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, I now am being transformed into the image of Christ. So the more I look at Jesus, the more I become like Jesus. It's the process of, self, of, of sanctification. The moment that you give in your life to Jesus, you're what we call justified, right? You're saved, you're set free, you're covered by the blood, you're, you're, you're a son and daughter of God, right? Then there's the process of sanctification. And in that process, that's when you're shedding all the old flesh. That's when you're learning to forgive. That's when you stop watching porn. That's when you stop drinking. That's when you stop doing the drugs. That's when you stop going to the parties. That's the process of sanctification. And it's the Holy Spirit that is teaching us and leading us in that process as he's pointing us to, be, to look at Jesus. And when we spend time with Jesus, that process of sanctification begins to take, take place in our life. Are you following me? He helps us walk with Jesus. Well, how do, I, how do we do this? How does he teach me how to overcome my flesh? How does he teach me how to do these things? You know what he does? He tells you what to do. He tells us. He makes it very easy. The question is, are you doing it? The qu I want to look like Jesus. Okay, then he'll tell you what to do today. 
I guarantee it. I know it. There are things in your life that he's already telling you, you've got to let go of that. You've got to forgive that person. You've got to stop going to those places. You've got to break off that relationship. You've got to let that dream go. You've got to let that. And he's, he's telling you because he's working with us through the process of sanctification. And as we're looking to Jesus, he's revealing that to us. And then it's our decision whether we obey him or not. What he's trying to do is get us to get rid of our flesh because it's our flesh that destroys our intimacy with Jesus. I want intimacy with him. I want to know him. So many things in my life that I could do better. Like I said, there's so many things, there's so many, there's, there's, I can pray a lot more. I can do all those things. I know I need change. I want to be close to Jesus. I want to know the scripture where he says, I count all things as, as rubbish for, for the sake of knowing God. It's the Holy Spirit that works on us. He teaches us. You cannot finish the fight without him. You cannot make it through without the Holy Spirit. Now my call to you, my challenge to you today is are you surrendered to him? With your life, are you yielding to his word? Are you yielding to his voice? Are you being obedient to what he's saying? And maybe you're, you're trying really hard and it's just becoming difficult and you say, I need prayer for strength. I need grace. I need the power of God. Or maybe you're here and you're like, man, I don't even see the worth of it. I don't even know. I, don't, I never looked at him like that. You say today, man, I, I really want to see Jesus. I, I really want to, I want to have revelation of God. I want to be intimate with the Lord. Whatever that is, could we all just stand to our feet? I'm going I'm to close and open up the altar. But if this message spoke to you about your relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you to come to the altar. If it spoke to you about your relationship with the Holy Spirit, come on, come pray. Let's pray together. If you're saying, I need to yield to the Holy Spirit more in my daily life, come on. Let's pray. I need to be obedient to what he's saying to me. I need to be obedient to his voice every single day. I need to be obedient to his word every single day. There's a, there's a guy right here with your hand lifted up, right hand with tattoo right in front of you, John. I don't know your name, sir, but I heard the voice of the Lord saying, let him know I'm going to take him into deeper places in prayer. And you felt for a long time that God didn't really see you, that he didn't really hear your voice, that even when you would pray, you'd say, okay, I guess, I hope God heard that one. And I hear him saying, son, I've heard every prayer that you've prayed since you were a child. I hear him saying, I hear the prayers you pray over your family. And the devil's been trying to convince you that it's been falling on deaf ears. But I hear the voice of the Lord saying, son, your prayers have reached the throne of heaven. And where you feel like you weren't welcomed in, he said, son, I've opened the door wide open for you. There's revelation that God wants to bring into your heart, into your mind, and into your home. Again, I don't never met you. I don't know about your family life. But I just hear him saying he desires to bring peace to your house. I see like, like fires in each room. Fires in each room. And when I first saw that, I thought it was going to be destructive. But I heard the Lord saying, no, it's prophetic. Because as you continue to pray for your family, they're going to get touched by the fire of the Holy Spirit. And there will be fires in your house, little fires in your house. But he's saying, I've given you responsibility to steward it. 
to steward it. And the reason that he's taking you to deeper places is because he's going to teach you how. Where you may have felt that there's not been a lot of men to speak to your life and to train you up. I hear the voice of God say, I'll be a father that teaches you. I'll be a father that teaches you how to pray. I'll be a father that teaches you the word. Even when you open the Bible, sometimes you're like, I get it, but I don't get it. I hear the Lord say, I'm going to reveal the words of the scriptures to your heart. They're gonna, it's going to be as if they bypass your mind sometimes and jump right into your heart. He's pleased with you. And he's proud of you because you fought when you felt like giving up. And when everybody around you told you to quit, you kept going. So Father, I pray for my brother right now. I pray you bless him, God. That you teach him a new way. Lead him into deep intimacy with you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. What's your name? What's that? Jayla? Jayla? Jayla. My name's, my name's Mike. Nice to meet you. Can we get, is there a leader in the church I can stand behind her? Marla? Do you, have you been coming here for a while? Is it your first time? Well, welcome. <laughs> I promise you, Pastor Omar is a better preacher than me. So... And he's a great pastor. You picked a really good church to visit. When you were kneeling on, the, on, on your knees, I heard the Lord say, remind her of the gifts that have gone dormant. Remind her of the dreams that she forgot. There's creative gifting on you. And because of decisions you made in the last three years, you felt you disqualified yourself from the things of God. But I hear him say, didn't I tell you before that I throw your sins as far as the east is from the west? Didn't I remind you before that even while you were a sinner, I still loved you? I hear him saying, have confidence in him again. Not the confidence to be God, but the confidence of the God that He is truly cares for you and truly loves you. I just hear, I, I don't know why, I just hear to see the word abandoned. Like you feel like you've been abandoned by people. You feel like you've been abandoned by leaders. You feel like you've been abandoned by pastors. And when, you, when you've submitted yourself to people and you gave your all, they, they, they ran all over you and they, they trashed your name and they trashed your gift and they, they took advantage of you. And even to walk into the church today, you said, God, I don't know if I could do this all over again. God, I don't know if I can go through the pain that I went through in the past. God, I don't know if I can trust leaders again. I don't know if I can trust people again. But I hear the Lord saying, daughter, you've walked into a a heavenly garden with healthy soil and a good shepherd I hear the Lord saying would you trust me again would you trust my word again why would he call you out if he didn't care but there are giftings inside of you I don't know I don't know what your desires what your dreams are but I see you connected with young women like young girls and you, you're like a mentor to them. You're like speaking life into them. When they feel like quitting, when they feel like giving up, even the ones that have gone through the worst of things in life, you said, God, I want to help them because I remember what I went through. Where's Lizzie? 
Can you come stand with her, please? Both of you guys agree with her. I hear this very, very clearly. I hear the Lord saying, I love you too much to waste your testimony. I love you too much to waste your testimony. Your testimony won't go to waste. Your trials won't go to waste. Your pain won't go to waste. I hear the Lord saying, I'm beginning to cultivate a new garden within your heart. I'm beginning to cultivate new love within your heart. I'm begin to, beginning to cultivate new trust within your heart. In fact, today I hear the Lord saying, you'll sleep again. You'll trust again. You'll love again. You'll forgive again. Lord, teach her to forgive, Father. Teach her to forgive. Church, stretch your hands forward. Begin to... I don't know who you are. What's your name? You, with the glasses on your head. Natalie, he really loves you. He really loves you. Don't give up. Don't give up. You've lost a lot. You've lost a lot. Can we get somebody with her? A leader in the church, please. You've lost a lot. But I hear the Lord saying, I have so much more for you. You've been hurt by words from people. Come here. You've been hurt by words of people. But the Lord says, I'm going to heal those wounds. I'm going to heal those wounds. You've been left alone. But the Lord says, I'm going to be with you, walking with you. hear the voice of God saying, you're going to have joy like you've never had before. You're going to have joy like you've never had before. I rebuke depression. I come against sadness in the name of Jesus. I bind the, whole, the, the spirit that is coming against her, against her mind and her heart. I speak joy. Joy in the Lord. Holy Spirit, do your work, the work that only you can do. Do the work that only you can do, Holy Spirit. Do you come to this church? Is it your church? You got a great church. You go to Connect Group? Whose Connect Group do you go to? John's. That's one of my, that's one of my best friends in the world. I love John. You're in, you're in a great place. I just heard him say, the smile that you carry will be genuine again. saying, daughter, you're not going to have to fake it anymore. You're not going to be confused anymore. Because he's not just going to bring joy to you, but he's going to bring clarity. Because the enemy has put a cloud of chaos around your mind. Where everything that you've done and, and tried to do, it's been like, is this right? Am I sure about this? Even, even in your career, I don't know what you do for work. But I just hear the Lord saying, I'm opening new doors for you. And every place you step foot in, the Lord says, would you take me with you? Because if you take me with you everywhere you go, then everywhere you go will be blessed. But you're not going to be sad anymore. You're not going to be sad anymore. When you go home today, you're going to walk into your room. And where you once felt a sense of like, oh, I'm here again. You're going to walk in with joy. 
because the place that used to be a place of mourning and sadness, the Lord is going to transform that into a place of intimacy with him. And as you have intimacy with the Lord, you're going to have the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is not based on jobs, circumstances, or people. The joy of the Lord is based on the Holy Spirit inside of you, and he does not change. He loves you. Okay, I got time for one more thing. Pastor Peter, where's your wife? Are you guys on separate sides of the room? Great, meet in the middle. Is this all right, church? Man, I'm so excited for them, guys. This is incredible. I love this. When they, when Pastor Moore said, and out of the Paramount Church, I was like, yes. I was hoping he was going to say Texas, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Where, where you lack in confidence, God is going to multiply your boldness. Where you, where you feel like I can't be like them, and I can't be like that guy. And I can't be like that pastor over there. And I can't be like that pastor's wife. And, and I, don't, I don't preach like her. And I don't pray like her. And I don't, I don't do those things like that. And, and, and even all these thoughts come into your mind, even as Pastor Omar probably sat with you and had a conversation. It was probably like, I don't know, I guess. Are you sure you got the right people? And, and I, know, I know that because I've been through that before. But I also know that because I really feel the Lord speaking, saying, you don't have to be anybody but yourself. Don't try to replicate what God wants to create. Don't try to copy other people when God has put something new inside of you. Your yes is going to go so much further than you could ever, ever imagined. You're going to touch not just families, but generations of families. You're going to be I see your house as like a, like a, just like a, 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 like a beacon of like hope. Like people are going to know, they're going to know that if they need, when they need hope, they know they can call you. And this is why you cannot try to replicate the gifts of other men and women. Because God has gifted you specifically for what he's going to use you for. If I can give you any advice as we pray, I'm going to pray for you. Get over the battle of comparison quickly. And trust that God has called you. Don't ever say, I'm not the one. God should have chose somebody else. Because he, he's smarter than we are. And he chose you for a reason. Have confidence, not in yourself, but in the secret place. The secret place he's going to reveal to you strategies and wisdom and lessons and sermons it's in the in, in the intimacy with jesus he's going to teach you how to work with people and how to keep doing what you've already been doing so well the the brotherhood that you love here and this church i hear the lord saying don't be afraid danielle especially for you don't be afraid of losing what you have here 
because I hear him say, I'm going to multiply it as you go. I'm going to multiply it as you go. You will not be alone. You will not be alone. He's seen, he's seen the labor, the work, the heart, the, the sacrifice. He's, it's just amazing. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for, for Pastor Peter and Danielle. God, I pray. Bless him with your confidence, God. Lord, touch them both, Jesus. Touch them both, God. Lord, let them walk in confidence, not in their own selves again. Des, come here. Come over here. Make space. So Des, come over here. I need some prayer, prayer women. Where's Lizzie? I specifically asked for Liz today. Is she, is she available? Can you come? You're going to... Me and Lizzie, we said we, you know, we, we've worked together for years. I heard the Lord say, you're, you're going to be healed. You said, God, I'll carry the burden so I could be a testimony. He said, yes, daughter, a testimony of healing. A testimony of a miracle. Lift your hands, church, would you pray? Young, young man right there in, with the polo shirt, closed, eyes closed. What's your name? Giovanni, you come to this church? A lot? You love it, me too. I saw God's hand on you, man. His hand is all over you. And where you said, God, I don't really understand it all. I don't really get it all. I don't, I don't know why you would call me. I've done this, 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 and this. I hear the Lord saying, you've been living in your past too long. Your mind has been living in the past too long. So long that you've allowed yourself to live out the person you used to be. Because as soon as you get something good in life, you say, I don't deserve it, and you destroy it. And I hear the Lord saying, your hands will no longer be used to destroy, but they'll be used to heal, and to redeem, and to recover. I see it a tie on your back and every time you try to run to Jesus you get pulled back by past relationships past friendships and I hear the Lord saying would you allow me to cut that string off of your back but there's hindrance because you say my identity is tied to them who I am as a man is tied to them I hear the Lord saying, don't let the enemy deceive you. You've been called to be new. You've been called to be new. Are you married? You're married, where's your wife? Right next to you, that's a good sign. Can you make a little bit of space so I can see them? Could you hold hands? Let's get some leaders with them. What's your name? Bianca. I see you on your knees in your room, praying, and I see the Spirit of God hovering over you. 
But at the same time, there's this doubt in your mind that the enemy plants because he's trying to get you to stop praying. Because it seems as if the more you've prayed, the worse things have gotten. And you say, well, maybe I should stop praying and let God handle it because every time I pray, I make things worse. But I just sense the, that the Lord is pleased with the prayers that you've been given. And he sees your heart. He's going to heal this. I don't know anything about you and I'm not accusing you of anything. All I know is that the Lord is going to heal this because the devil's been attacking that. He's been attacking unity in your house. Where there were once harsh words, there's now going to be patience and love and kindness. But I hear him saying, son, would you, leave, would you lead your home? He's calling you to be a man of prayer, a man of the word, a man of the spirit. Do you want to do it? Do you want to be that? Do you have kids? How many kids do you have? You have three, I have four little ones. Any boys? One boy. I hear, I hear the Lord saying, your testimony to your children is going to be louder than your mistakes. They're not going to see broken people. They're going to see a man and a woman of God. But you must yield. Prophetic words and words like this are not always a guarantee. They are based on the response of the one who receives them. Do you go to connect group here? Who's... He was in my young adult ministry for a long time. Edgar, I love him. Father, I pray right now, bring healing to the Americas. I think we met, or we might have met, at you, blonde hair. Can you come over here? What's your name? Rachel? Lizzie's coming. Lizzie's on the way. Make room for Lizzie, guys, please. Would you pray? Would you pray? Come on. The enemy has tried to lie to you to tell you that you're alone. That nobody cares, nobody notices, nobody sees you. And even as you've gone through battles in life, you've been tempted to reach out and make a phone call and tempted to send a text message or a message on Instagram to somebody who said, no, they're not going to really care because they don't really care about me. And the reason that you believe that about the people around you is because you've been convinced of that because of the people of your past. There hasn't been somebody who's really cared for you, who's really loved you. Now they've been there, but because of the convincing of the past, you've not been able to see it.
but I hear the Lord saying, you're not alone. You're not alone. And there's going to be a spiritual blessing over your house. Inside is of you as a worshiper. Is a worshiper. I don't, I, this could be wrong. I'm not always right, guys. But I just, I get the sense, like the Lord is saying, remember your youth when you would worship. Remember when you were a little girl and you'd see, sing songs to the Lord. And there was this intimate relationship with Jesus. And it was like a fairy tale for you. This love that you had for Jesus. And then life knocked it down. And circumstance knocked it down. And now you look to Jesus and you say, why would you want me? I'm broken. But I hear the Lord saying, daughter, I've never left you. I've never pushed you aside. I've never pushed you away. I've been with you. has tried to rob your worship because that is your weapon. That is the power that you carry within your house. I hear the Lord saying this. Begin to open the doors of your house and go into the rooms and begin to sing songs of praise. Begin to sing songs of peace. Begin to sing songs of worship. Begin to sing songs of presence. And I, and I hear this. I hear this. I sense this from the Lord saying if you would take time if you would seek the intimate relationship once again, if you would make your house of worship, I will take the chaos and I'll replace it with peace. I'll take the anger and I'll replace it with joy. I'll take, I'll take the arguments and I'll replace them with love and understanding and patience. I hear him saying, I'm not done with your household. I'm not done with your family. I'm not done with your children and I'm not done with you. You are not a stepping stone for the generation only. The Lord says, I want to do something in you too. Because I get the sense that it's like, well, I'm going to go to church for my children. But the Lord is saying, no, 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 no. There's a calling on you too. And it's never left you. It's never left you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Lord, come on, church, pray for your sister. I pray in Jesus' name that you heal the broken. Oh, there's a young lady where is she? She was right there, you, with the necklace, the pink. Come here. Come here. Come right here. Lizzie. Come make way for Lizzie, guys. I need a couple more women of God. Carly. Anybody else close by? Some women of God. Do you come to this church a lot? Yes? Past two months, do you like it? It's great, huh? I love this church. What's your name? Juliet. My name's Mike. The Lord pointed me out, pointed you out to me in worship. And I actually specifically asked Pastor Isaac, I said, I need Liz to be in here to pray for you. He didn't know that. But I just sense there's a lot of torment in your mind. There's a lot of confusion about your identity, about who God made you to be. It felt like God was like throwing out a life, like what do they call it, like a life something? Lifeline, thank you guys. He's throwing out a lifeline to you. He's throwing it out to you because he wants to rescue you from your brokenness. But there are deep wounds 
in your life from people you really trusted and you really cared about and they've scarred you to the point where you come to worship to the altar and it's like you try to see Jesus but all you see is your scars and you try to see Jesus but all you see is what they said and what they did to you I even see that you're up at night with nightmares and you can't sleep because the scars turn to voices and the voices don't let you sleep look at me the voices don't let you sleep there was a demonic assault on your mind. And today, Jesus wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. There is no spirit stronger than the Holy Spirit. There is no darkness that can knock out the light of Christ. So Father, I pray for Juliet today. Joseph and Vanessa. Where's Vanessa? You're next to each other. That, that's a good sign when husbands and wives are standing next to each other at the altar. John, you want to stand with him? I think what I told you at the conference was not just Mike speaking, but I really hear the voice of the Lord saying, don't let go of the dream that he placed in your heart. Don't let go of the dream that he placed in your heart. And Joseph, God is going to bring you through a season of healing. The next six months are going to be very difficult for you because God is going to begin to heal you. And there are still wounds from the past that you never, you've never allowed healing from. You've covered them. But it's almost as if God is kind of getting to you guys and saying, would you trust me again? Would you trust me again? You have not even hit close to the potential that God has placed in your life. You almost in a sense have come here to hide. Well, they don't really need me over there. I can kind of just come and go. But I hear the Lord saying, son, would you stop stifling the gifts that I've given you? Would you stop bearing the gifts that I've given you? I didn't give them to you to, for you to hide them. I didn't place them in your hands for them to go dormant. There's a gift of preaching on your life. There's a gift of teaching on your life. There's a gift of discipleship building on your life. Joseph, you are a leader of leaders. You're a leader of leaders. Listen to me. You're a leader of leaders. Oh, I'm never going to pastor. Stop prophesying that over your life. Stop letting that be the prophetic word that you put over your family. Dream again, Joseph. Ooh, I didn't realize how that correlated. Dream again, Joseph. God has more than you could have ever imagined. And I hear him saying, don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about the money. And very confidently, I say this, you have found a good church and you have found good soil. 
now you need to be cultivated into the garden that God has called you to become. But he needs to heal you, Joseph. Vanessa, you need a lot of healing too. Any ladies around? Close, Carly? You need a lot of healing too. Don't let bitterness become your song. Don't let pain become your praise. I hear him saying, I know it's hard and I know it hurts, but you need to forgive. Oh, but God, what about this and that? No, he's a daughter. No, 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 no. You need to forgive. I really just feel that the devil has grasped you guys in this. Could, could you pray? You stay up here, Pastor Mike. I watched you through the conference, and the Lord put a word on my heart for you on Monday. I didn't give it to you, but it's just perfect timing. Is the sermons that you are writing now are the tales of your victory. And you've been so faithful that in this season, this is what I hear the word of the Lord say, is that you want your church to express the giftings without being over-spiritual. As a pastor, you're worried about how, how it would look and how you steward that. But the Lord says because you learned how to steward his spirit in, his, in your own time, he will lead you how to, how, to, how to steward the same spirit over all of your church. And, and, and your anointing, I feel the word of the Lord say, trust in the anointing that he has given you. Look at the fruit of your anointing and your obedience to God. Your anointing is contagious. I'm standing here behind you watching the people you pray for and I feel the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit because your anointing is contagious. It leads people on. I mean, for years I've stood behind you and watched you and I've gained boldness because I've seen and known your weaknesses, but I've also seen that you've trusted in the Lord. And so God is going to continue to bless you and bless your church. You guys believe that for Pastor Michael? Are you blessed for his ministry? Will you stretch your hands forward as we lift them up in prayer? Father, thank you for Pastor Mike. Thank you for his wife. Thank you, God, for his church. Most of all, God, we thank you, Lord, for his obedience to you. We thank you for his anointing. We thank you, God, that you will continue to work in his life. Father, begin to just provide the provision, the strength, the boldness, the courage, and the confidence, knowing that every step that he takes, Father, is a step ordained by you. Lord, we pray, God, he would enjoy the rest of his weekend in uh, safe travels, Father, and a fresh anointing, a fresh revelation, and rest over him, his family, and his church. Thank you, God, for Reclaim Huddle, for releasing him to us, Lord. You are good, and we thank you, Lord, for what you have done in his life and for what you have done in this house today. And all of God's people said amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.